Hello everyone. Before we begin this week's episode, I just wanted to say we encountered a small audio issue during the recording. We apologize for the small delay that you may hear from time to time, and we promise we'll do our best to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special bonus Oscars-themed episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. And I'm Daniel. And with us tonight are two friends of the show. You've heard them before. You've met them. You've seen them around. And we like them enough to bring them back. The first is Britton Meathy, a friend of the show and a blog contributor. Britton, how are you doing tonight? Good. How about you guys? Doing very well. Doing very well. And also we have with us a very special friend and host of the Next Trek podcast and brother of Daniel, Mr. Tyler Howitt. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Still wonderful. Still good. Still still (laughs) wonderful after all these seconds. Yes, we are. As many of you know, this Sunday is the Academy Awards ceremony. Yes. I know this group is super pumped about that. And uh, yeah, yeah, we are going to get a chance tonight to dive into all of our picks and make our predictions. And along those lines, I want to remind everyone that Daniel has posted our second annual screeners Oscars pool or our Oscars contest, I should say. Winner gets a Blu-ray of an Oscar nominee of your choosing. All you have to do is win the contest. And to win the contest, all you have to do is beat the screeners. Are you up for the challenge? If so, Daniel would cry a lot. And so I am calling on everybody to come out of the woodwork, if only to try and dethrone Daniel. It would be good for his ego, I think. Well, look, Daniel, I'm going to need you to send me the Florida project. That would be great. Oh, very funny. As (laughs) as cocky as I am, I want to be clear. Melody won last year, I do believe. Even though I'm the Oscar guy and I'm the one pushing for all this, uh, I am not the one to beat here. That would be Melody. Well, actually, I think Melody didn't win, but I do know that you didn't win, so it's all good. So that's all that matters. (laughs) That's That's the point. That's the point. You can find that entry form. It's very easy to use on the Screeners Podcast social media channels. On Facebook, just look for the Screeners Podcast, and on Twitter, find us at Screeners Cast. And before we get to the main part of our show tonight, I want to encourage everyone to visit ScreenersPodcast.com and go to the blog. Daniel has done an exhaustive amount of research and turned it into three amazing articles analyzing the 2018 Oscars. There's a part one, part two, and part three where he goes through every category and gives the pros and cons of what may win. And just just a great job, Daniel, on those articles. And I encourage everyone to go check them out. You also find them on our Facebook and Twitter accounts, but they're great stuff and you don't want to miss it. But we are very excited tonight to uh, to talk all things Oscar, and of course, there's no one that could host this show other than our very own Oscars expert, Daniel. So here we go, Daniel. Take us away. And the Oscar goes to... Wait, did I just win an Oscar? Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. You did. All right. So, yeah, we are going, like Chad said, we, the Oscars are this Sunday, and we are super excited. So we are going to make our final predictions right here and right now, all four of us, okay? We are recording this on Wednesday, February 28th. 
Uh, that means we are, what is it, five days away from the Oscars. Right. Yep. And we are finalizing our picks. Has begun. Yes, it sure has. So we're going to go through every single category, all 24 categories. And some of them will have more commentary than others. Some of them are pretty clear cut. Actually, quite a lot of them are kind of clear cut, unless you guys are take, making riskier choices than I am. But he was about to call us stupid, everybody. I, I just want you want you to know that's, that's, that's what just about very happened. accurate. That's very <laughs> accurate. This sounds a lot like your thoughts on last year's picks. How did that turn out for you, Chad? That was like a low blow, man. I'm I just I'm was... just trying to get my, my trying to get centered here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before you guys jump on me too much, we're gonna dive in to the to the categories here. Okay, so we're gonna start with some of the least watched nominees. We're gonna start with the shorts. And the documentary and foreign language films categories, all right? So, we're going to start with documentary short, all right? Personally, I've only seen one of these nominees. These just, the shorts are a little harder to get a hold of. So, we're mostly going off of buzz and things rather than personal opinions here. So, the nominees for best documentary short are Edith plus Eddie, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405, Heroin, Knife Skills, and Traffic Stop. All right, we'll start with Tyler. What do you think is going to win that category? The one that I think is going to win is Edith plus Eddie or Edith and Eddie. But and that's just honestly only because that's the one I keep seeing a little bit more in in uh, people's articles. The one that I want to win, I've I've read a bit about it and I'm just a sucker for a good um uh a good food documentary is the is Knife Skills. Okay. All right. And but Britain. I don't know much about it other than that. <laughs> yeah. Britain, what do you think is going to win? Uh, my guess would be heroin. I think that you know it's a it's a good story, and it's aided by the fact that it's on Netflix, which uh, I think makes it po- more possible to watch than some of these others without screeners. Very true. And Chad, what do you think is going to win? Hey, before I say one thing to you, Daniel, about my picks, I need to get one thing straight here. Am I locked into these picks now and forever? Oh, forever. Be, where this show could be used against me because. I feel like I may need a couple more days to have a little bit of a wiggle room. So what are the ground rules here for this for this contest? Well, Chad, uh, it depends on how much you value your honor, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, do you want to do you want to put this little, podcast out into the world little. and then and then, you know, get on social media and say you picked something else? I mean, I don't know. It's it's really up to you, Chad. However, I mean, you you'll have the record of what I fill out in the form, but okay. That 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 that's that's fair. So I'm actually going to be, I think I'm in agreement with Tyler that it's probably Edith and Eddie, but I am going to, the only way you win these things is to is to pick boldly, and so I don't know a lot about, about these, but I'm going to pick Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405 because I like the title, and I think that's very <laughs> sound reasoning on my part. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I can't argue with guests too much. I've only seen Heroin, which was fantastic. This is on Netflix. Um, the other ones I haven't seen. So I'm going to go with Edith, Edith and Eddie uh, for the same reasons. It's just the one that has the buzz. But these short categories are always the hardest to predict. So honestly, who really knows? So Edith plus Eddie uh, is my pick. All right, we're going to move on to live action short film. Nominees are DeKalb Elementary, The 11 O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child, and Watu Wrote slash All of Us. Okay, so those are the nominees. Tyler, what do you think is going to win? Okay, I mean, DeKalb Elementary is getting all of the buzz as far as I know. Um, I, I haven't seen it. I've seen a trailer, and it's chilling, um, but that's just about all that all that I know about it. So that's, yeah, my pick. Great. All right, so Britton, what do you think is going to win? Yeah, I think it's DeKalb Elementary on, on this one. And Chad? Yeah, we're three for three on that one for sure. 
and make it four for four. It's about a school shooting. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it's yeah. pretty clear. And obviously voting had already started when the Parkland shooting happened, but it's just, it's extremely timely. So right. again, without having seen any of these movies myself, that definitely seems like a lot of people's reasoning for it. So no doubt. There you go. All right, we're all in agreement. So uh, best animated short film. The nominees are Dear Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, which is a Pixar short, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes, which is on Netflix. And I should say that Dear Basketball is uh, Kobe Bryant's short film. He uh, wrote it and, and produced it, and so he's, he's all the way behind. And it's about him. So uh, that just adds to the reasoning behind it. All right, Tyler, what do you think is going to win? Well, I, now I want to change my vote. It was going to be Dear Basketball, but I... The Kobe, the Kobe story makes me makes me want to go away from that, but I'll I'll stick my honor. It will remain intact, and uh, I will stay with Dear Basketball. Okay, and Britain. Yeah, I think it's going to be Dear Basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan, but I think my heart's with Lou on this one. But it will probably be Dear Basketball. Okay, and Chad. Yeah, I'm actually with Britain there. I loved Lou, but for all the reasons that you mentioned, Daniel, especially with Kobe's long history being in California and Los Angeles, I think it's Dear Basketball. I am in agreement. I think Dear Basketball will win. Now, I have to say the whole Me Too, you know, situation, which is definitely looming large over these Oscars, uh, I think that could make, give some backlash against Kobe for some of his allegations in his past. So if he loses, I think that's the only reason why. So in which case, I would say look out for Garden Party, which I think has a good shot of kind of making an upset there. But my pick is Dear Basketball. John Williams did the score. Glenn Keane is a legend. So I think that's going to win. From there, we are going to move on to Best Foreign Language Film. Again, I have not seen any of these nominees, but they are A Fantastic Woman, The Insult, Loveless, On Body and Soul, and The Square. Tyler, what's going to win? I think for uh, for pretty timely political reasons, I'm going to say uh, A Fantastic Woman. And Britain? I'm going to go with The Square. That's one of the ones where I'm going to kind of uh, shoot on an upset pick and see what happens. Okay, and Chad? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with a fantastic woman for this one. And I'm in agreement with a fantastic woman, but the square is definitely solidly number two. Um, that's not that's not a crazy pick, so we'll see what happens, but I do think fantastic woman. Danielle Vega is going to be the first transgender presenter on the Oscars, so obviously they're thinking about that movie. They're thinking about her performance in the film, so I do think that's going to win. All right, and we are going to move on to best documentary feature. The nominees are Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, Faces Places, Icarus, Last Man in Aleppo, and Strong Island. Tyler, what's your pick? I think it's going to be Icarus, actually. I, I think I know that Faces Places is getting a, a whole lot of buzz, but um, Icarus being Icarus is on Netflix, I'm pretty sure, or Hulu, but I think it's Netflix. And, Netflix. Uh, it is. And, yeah, so I think it's got a little bit more FaceTime. Um, people are talking about it a little bit more as far as I can see, but Faces, uh, Faces Places could very well win. All right, Britain? Yeah, I'm going to go with Icarus, too. I think especially with all the Russia doping scandals this year in the Olympics, it uh, makes it a little more timely and I think is uh, in contention. All right, Chad? I actually am on in the minority in that I don't think Icarus – I liked Icarus a lot. It was certainly enthralling and surprising, but I I don't love it as much as everybody else. I do, however, love Faces Places. I love it, and I think it's going to win. Oh, so you saw it? I, I, I could not find Faces Places. Uh, you can you can rent it now on iTunes. Ooh, oh. I'm gonna do that probably tonight. Actually, I think you can rent it. It may be a purchase, but it's definitely there. It's there. Okay, good to know. So I am. I do love Icarus. I think Icarus is fantastic, but I do not think it's gonna win. Timely as it may be, I uh, am a little bit torn between Faces Places and Last Men in Aleppo. 
Reason being, I think Faces Places has been the front runner pretty much all season and has a lot of, you know, Agnes Varda won an honorary Oscar this same year, uh, which is pretty remarkable that she's also nominated and she's the oldest nominee ever in any category. So all of that kind of really plays into their favor. But Last Men in Aleppo, uh, the directors, last I heard, were not able to enter the country. They were they were not able to get visas or whatever the situation may be. So that will definitely play politically in their favor. Uh, but for now, I'm going to go with Faces Places to win. I'm sorry. I thought you said, but for now, where's your honor, Daniel? <laughs> so by that, I mean I am going with Faces Places. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that Anthony Weiner documentary to win every single year. Oh right? my, my gosh, goal. that was such a... I love that movie so much. Man, it was so good. <clears throat> okay, we are going to move to Best Animated Feature Film. I do not expect this category to take much time. The nominees are The Boss Baby, and it's going to win. So there we go, let's just move Garbage. on. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> uh, no, I so will the, never watch another film if that happens. <laughs> that, is, so the, that is the ultimate travesty that that even got nominated. I just can't even stand it. Yeah, worst like worst films have been nominated at the Oscars. Let me finish the nominees. The Boss Baby, <laughs> The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent Tyler. Why won't The Boss Baby win? Well, it would have to actually be good. Oh, why won't it win? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I thought you were making me defend something. Okay, so it, it won't win because every other movie is better. And, and that's, <laughs> that's saying something. I, I mean, Ferdinand, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but it was fine. Um... The breadwinner, I I really loved the the breadwinner. I think Coco is gonna win. I think it's gonna it's gonna take it. But I'm gonna say Loving Vincent should win. Um, it is it's a unique uh, film. It is beautiful. But um, I think Coco is gonna gonna take it. In fact, I, I'm pretty I'm 100 sure Coco is gonna take it. Okay, I was I was about to attack your your unsureness uh, no, there because no, it will. But I think Loving <laughs> okay. Vincent should. I, okay. I, and I loved Coco, but. All right, and Britain, what's your pick? Yeah, Coco's anywhere from a minus 2,000 to minus 5,000 betting odds favorite. <laughs> it's taking this one home. Yes, and Chad? Yeah, Loving Vincent is not. It is beautiful. I, I, so, Tyler, you're a monster. Uh, <laughs> Coco should win and will win this absolutely slam dunk. I agree wholeheartedly. Coco is going to very easily win that category. So those handle the shorts and the features. Uh, We are now going to move into the tech categories. All right, we are going to start with best production design. Nominees are Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Tyler, what's your pick? It's it's Shape of Water, no question. All right, and Britain? Shape of Water. Chad? I think it will win, although I think there are good arguments to be made for Blade Runner and uh, Dunkirk, oh. but yeah, Shape of Water. Blade Runner should win by far, but Shape of Water will. I agree with both of those things. Blade Runner uh, could definitely threaten it, uh, but the Shape of Water will win. And I should say, Shape of Water going into the Oscars is a nomination leader, it has 13 nominations, and so... It could really go on a run here and sweep a lot of these technical categories, but it could also, it could go one of a few different ways. Shape of Water wins a ton, uh, or it could be split between Shape of Water, Blade Runner, and Dunkirk. We'll kind of see what happens in a lot of these tech categories. But yes, the Shape of Water will win breast production design. All right, we're going to move on to costume design. The nominees are Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. Tyler? Phantom Thread, it's a movie about cost about fashion and fashion design and it's uh, it's the best. Okay, and Britain? 
Yeah, Phantom Thread easily. And Chad? Yep, no doubt. Uh, I say there is a little bit of doubt. Costume design... Costume Designers Guild went to Shape of Water. So I'm a little Ugh. uneasy, but I do think Phantom Thread is going to take this. But again, if Phantom Thread goes on a run, I could see it sweeping here. All right, so my pick is Phantom Thread, though, for the record. All right, makeup and hairstyling. The nominees are Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, Wonder, and that's it. I was ready for more nominees, but that's it. Just those three. All right, Tyler, what's your pick? Darkest Hour. Gary Oldman is unrecognizable in, in the best way. And Britain? Yeah, Darkest Hour. It's the only one easier than Coco for me. <laughs> and Chad? I actually think the makeup and hairstyling in Wonder is pretty magnificent, but I don't see that any scenario where Darkest Hour loses. May I remind you all that Suicide Squad won here last year. Uh, just just throwing that out Although, here. These well, are Darkest three Hour solid nominations. Either. Oh, sorry, Tyler? I just say these are three solid nominations for it. All of them really do deserve it i mean victoria and abdul yes much less than the other two wonder did a good job but i think darkest hour by far has it uh yes darkest hour is definitely going to win but i'm de- i'm just the reason i brought up suicide squad uh, uh you know a uh, a surprise it's winner because here. it made your top 10 suicide <laughs> squad yeah yeah definitely <laughs> all right we're going to move on to sound editing and uh for the first time ever since these categories expanded into five nominees Sound editing and sound mixing have the exact same nominees. So we're actually going to handle them at the same time. Even if your picks are different, I'm going to ask you. So the nominees are Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. So those are both the nominees for sound editing and sound mixing. Tyler, what are your picks for both categories? Baby Driver is is handily my pick for both of them. Uh, I I suspect that Dunkirk will sneak up on us, but Baby Driver is by far my pick for both. For both. Okay. And Britton? I have editing for Dunkirk and mixing for Baby Driver. They could flip. I think both of them will get recognized, though. And Chad? It's Dunkirk all the way, as it should be, for both. I am with Britain. I have Dunkirk for sound editing and Baby Driver for sound mixing, but I'm very much... I'm very not confident in the sound mixing prediction. I think Dunkirk could very easily win both. As it uh, should. But... It, it, you know, there's a case to be made for that, but uh, I'm going to go with Baby Driver for sound mixing and Dunkirk for sound editing. All right, we're going to move now to original score. The nominees are Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Tyler? I love score. This is like my thing. I listen to, to film scores all the time. Um, I think Shape of Water will win. I love Shape of Water. Desplat's, um, or Desplat's, the score is phenomenal. However, Phantom Thread absolutely should win it. Johnny Greenwood knocked it out of the park with his, uh, with his score. So was your pick Shape of Water, though? No, my pick officially was Phantom Thread. Okay, going for Phantom Thread. All right, Britton? I'm going a little bit outside of the, the leaderboard. I'm going to pick Hans Zimmer with Dunkirk. I just think anytime Hans Zimmer is nominated, he has a puncher shot. Interesting. He hasn't won an Oscar since 1995 for Lion King. Interesting pick. All right, chat. My heart says Phantom Thread. My head says Shape of Water. I think in this case, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to actually go Phantom Thread. I think it deserves to win, and I hope that it does. I am shocked to say that I'm the only one picking the Shape of Water 
uh, to win here because I think it will easily win this category. Uh, I, I do think Phantom Thread has an outside shot just for the fact that Johnny Greenwood, this is his first nomination somehow. Oh, seriously? Uh, because he was deemed ineligible for his earlier work with uh, P.T. Anderson, like for There Will Be Blood, was deemed inel- ineligible here. So people could definitely vote for him with that in mind. But uh, Shape of Water has been winning every single score award this year. Here, and it very. kills me a little bit. I mean, it's a good score, but I think it's a very standard score. I don't right. think it does anything special. Uh, uh, Phantom Thread is an absolute revelation as a score. It's hauntingly beautiful. It's great. I 100% agree with that. I don't. Shape of Water seems like, and this is not to devalue anything about it, but it it, it could easily get lost with any number of scores in a, in a film year where Phantom Thread, I think, is singular. And I think Hans Zimmer so far is one for one in years where Lion King is also released. And it's coming out again later this year. So <laughs> that's a the good fact. That's a good obscure fact there, Ben. <laughs> it's completely irrelevant, but it's a good fact. And Lion King I comes out in twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, good picks. I'm I'm just shocked that uh, I'm the only one picking Shape of Water. But uh, you know, here we are. Maybe you guys will be right. All right. So we're going to move on to best original song. Nominees are Mighty River from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me by Your Name, Remember Me from Coco. Stand Up for Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Tyler, what do you pick? I have a sad feeling that This Is Me might uh, or that this is me might win, but Remember Me by Coco absolutely should win. It's the best song. Again, you got clarify your pick for me. Which one's going to win? Uh, remember Me. Remember Me. Should, that's my pick. Okay, and Britton? If Remember Me doesn't win, I'm going to cry tears of misery that evening. And Chad? I'm torn on this one, fellas. I really believe that there's momentum behind This Is Me with all the, you know, the viral marketing, the messaging of the film. There better not be. It's the fifth best song in that movie. (laughs) Oh, man, we're going to have a fight. Um, But I think I'm going to have to stay with Remember Me, although this one I could be wrong. This Is Me could sneak up and win. This is a tough category. There's no question about it. I I could... uh, I wrote an entire article on this for our friends at Next Best Picture. I think This Is Me is going to win. I'm not like 100% sure at all. Um, I'm going with This Is Me because of exactly what Chad was talking about. The it's just it, the song's been everywhere. There's no question it's the most popular song nominated here since Let It Go, uh, which won. Uh, so Remember Me, I think is a good song. I think it is the opposite of memorable, ironically. I think it's the I agree least, with that. least oh, man, memorable no song on it this plays entire my list. head all the time. No way. You are in the minority, my friend. So, uh but I and it's a good song. Um I but but it has been the front runner all season. I just think now that this is me has become so freaking popular. I mean that song is everywhere. People yeah, who don't is. watch movies are listening to the soundtrack. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, so that's what I'm picking. I could also see, I've seen a lot of people make an argument for Mighty River from Mudbound winning as a kind of a, uh, you know, consolation prize for Mary J. Blige since she's going to lose supporting actress. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. This is a tough category, no doubt about it, but I'm going with This Is Me and I feel like 50% sure. So I wish that Soup John had an actual chance. That it's song's beautiful. Right? Unbelievable that he's not winning this handily. That's yeah. easily the best song, and there's not even a, it's not even a competition. That song is fantastic. It's incredible. All right, so we are going to move on to our next category: best visual effects, and the nominees are Blade Runner twenty forty nine, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Tyler, what do you have? Uh, it's it's got to be Blade Runner for me. I, it's possible that uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I mean, it's, it's probably it's maybe even likely, but for me, Blade Runner, no question. Britain, look, the last time Andy Serkis finished out a non-Oscar awarded trilogy as the CGI star at one visual effects, <laughs> I think he goes two for two, Planet of the Apes. All right, and Chad. Yeah, I'm with Britain. I think this is a travesty if it's not War for the Planet of the Apes, even if it's kind of a victory lap for the trilogy, because it is, it's remarkable. So for me, it's a slam dunk, Planet of the Apes. This is another tough one. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes could very well take it. That is a that is a smart pick. But I do think Blade Runner 2049 is going to have it. Uh, Critics' Choice awarded War for the Planet of the Apes, but they also awarded Rise for the Planet of the Apes and Dawn, for the Plan- Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, both of which lost the Oscar. BAFTA awarded Blade Runner 2049, and that has a very good track record of matching up with the Oscars. So I'm going with the stats on this one and going Blade Runner 2049, but uh, it, could, it could definitely be war. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. All right, and we are going to Best Cinematography. Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. And I should say... Blade Runner 2049, this is Roger Deakins' 14th nomination. He is widely considered one of the greatest cinematographers of all time, and he has yet to win an Oscar. So there's a lot kind of a lot of internet pressure on this category here. We'll see how it turns out. Tyler, what do you think is gonna win? Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's Deakins all the way for, for Blade Runner. No He's question. He's finally gonna do it, huh? I think so. Alright, Britain? Yeah, Blade Runner. And Chad? He should have already won a long time ago. It's Deacons for sure, although Dunkirk literally took my breath away uh, in Laser IMAX this year. But it's Blade Runner, and it should be. I agree. I think it's going to be Blade Runner. I don't think it's a, a, an easy victory for him. I think Dunkirk or Shape of Water could threaten him. Again, if Shape of Water just goes on a run and starts winning a bunch of things here, I'm, I'm going to start to get worried. I about will Best be very angry if that happens. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think he definitely deserves it. It's the, in my opinion, it's the best shot film of the year. So uh, I definitely hope Roger Dickens wins, and I think he will. All right, we're going on to our final tech category, and that is Best Film Editing. The nominees are Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Tyler, what do you have? Baby Driver. And I think, I know that that's, that's probably a, a bit of a dark horse, and, and Dunkirk might win it, but Baby Driver was my my favorite film of the year. Maybe not the best, but my favorite, and largely due to the editing as well as the sound categories. All right. And Britain? Yeah, I think it's going to be Dunkirk, but I wish Baby Driver had more of a chance. Chad? Dunkirk because I think I think Baby Driver is more technically astute, but Dunkirk from a thematic standpoint in the structure I think will get rewarded. So it's Dunkirk for me. So uh, this is another category where stats kind of help enlighten us here. Um, only three films in the 21st century have ever won Best Editing without a Best Picture nomination. Black Hawk Down, Born Ultimatum, and Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Conventional wisdom would say that Baby Driver has very little shot at winning since it was not a Best Picture nominee. But I'm going to go with it. I think it, you know, it won Best Editing at the BAFTA. They're a pretty good precursor for this award. So Dunkirk could very easily take it. But I'm, uh, I'm going with a little bit of a riskier pick here with Baby Driver. And I think it's going to pay off. And I just love the movie anyway. So there you go. All right, we are going to move on to the screenplay categories. We're going to start with Best Adapted Screenplay. The nominees are Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. 
What do you pick, Tyler? It's going to be Call Me By Your Name. That's that's officially my pick, although a lot of love for Molly's game. So Call Me By Your Name is, is definitely it. All right, Britton? Yeah, it's going to be Call Me By Your Name, but I think the tone set in Logan was one of the best and most consistent tones of any movie this year. I wish it had a shot. It's the first ever superhero movie nominated for a screenplay award, which is pretty yep. remarkable. And it, and it well deserves it, yeah. All right, and Chad? I am in 100% agreement with Britain. Call Me By Your Name is going to win, but I wish Logan had a shot. The others, I think, are all strong, but Logan, for me, really, really struck a nerve. But Call Me By Your Name is my official pick. And it's Call Me By Your Name. This is one of the easiest categories to predict all night. There's no competition, no way he loses. It's a 100% lock. Call Me By Your Name is going to win. All right, and we'll move on to original screenplay. The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Tyler, what's your pick? I think it's Get Out. Um, I, I loved it. It's a phenomenal, a phenomenal movie. I don't think Get Out's going to win Best Picture, and so I think this might be what they deservedly give it. Um, I'd love to see Lady Bird. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see pretty much any of these except for Shape of Water win. Big Sick, it would be amazing if Kumail Nanjiani won it and Emily B. Gordon, but uh, it's going to be Get Out. Britain? Yeah, I think it's going to be Get Out as a consolation to Jordan Peele not winning Best Director, but I would love it if the Big Sick uh, ended up taking it. Chad? I actually think the best screenplay, original screenplay this year is easily Three Billboards, but I, th- I also think it's easily going to be Get Out. There's too many social things going on related to this picture, and it's a great, I love Get Out, but I, I don't think there's any way it's not going to win. Interesting that all three you picked Get Out. I also picked Get Out. I think it's going to win, but it is not easy. Uh, I will say, if we are not into Best Picture yet, but if any of you are picking Three Billboards to win Best Picture, you need to pick it to win Original Screenplay. Uh, I don't think if Three Billboards loses original screenplay, it does not win Best Picture. That's my prediction. We'll see if I'm right. If Get Out wins here, we've got a real competition for Best Picture. We already do. So yeah, that's it. Very interesting that that all three of you all all three of you picked Get Out. I did not expect that. This is a challenging category for sure uh, between Get Out and Three Billboards. Lot it could go really either way. They've both won two major precursors, so they're kind of tied here. All right, we are going to now move to. The acting categories. And for this one, these are the bigger categories here. We're going to say what will win. And then we're also going to say what should win of these nominees. All right. So we'll get a little more into it here. We're going to start with Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney for I, Tonya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Tyler? And this is this is a tight field. It, it really is. Um, I... Each one of these women deserve it. I, although I think Leslie Manville is, is strange that she got the nomination instead of Vicky Creeps from uh, for Phantom Thread. In the end, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird is is my pick. She was astonishing. She's so good um, throughout that whole film. Um, so she she is the one who I think both will win and should win. Although I know that Allison Janney is going to give her a run for her money. Okay, and Britain. Yeah, I think it's a two-person race between Janny and Metcalf. Look, here's the deal. My heart just can't go with Lady Bird. Come at me, film Twitter. But I just can't do it. So I'm going to go with Janny. I think she should win anyway, but I think she'll win by the slimmest of margins. Chad? I love the fact that the two people that don't like Lady Bird are on the show with the two people who love Lady Bird the most. <laughs> oh my this gosh, I love great. it so much. I know. <laughs> I know. I actually think that Janny should win and will win. I think that I think that what she does with that performance is pretty spectacular. And and frankly, it's for her, it's a well-deserved career. 
nomination. She is an amazing actress overall. No so, so I'm I'm very okay for Allison Jenny. I'm I'm a big Allison Jenny fan, but I. Laurie Metcalf, I think, had the best performance. So uh, we're, we're seeing an interesting thing with the, all the acting categories this year. Uh, we are in one of the most uh, challenging best picture races ever, possibly, uh, where it's really going to come down to the wire. Who knows what's going to win? Strangely, while that's going on, the acting categories, uh, from a statistics perspective, are the most locked up that they have ever been in the history of the Oscars. Uh, in all four categories, they have all been won all season long by the same person at all the precursors. BAFTA, Screen Actors Guild, Critics' Choice, Golden Globe, all went to the same four actors. Again, this that's just statistics. Statistics can break very easily, but uh, it seems like all four acting categories are really locked up. For Best Supporting Actress, that's with Allison Janney. She has won everything. Laurie Metcalf was the star of the kind of Critics Awards, which don't necessarily mean anything with the Oscars, but then she has not won a single award since. Even though my should win is Laurie Metcalf, uh, Allison Janney unless statistics prove us wrong, Allison Jenny will win here. I do think that out of all these acting categories, Metcalf, I think, I think this, this is the category that's posed for an upset though. I think Metcalf could upset, but I'm definitely not predicting it. Allison Janney is going to win here. Let's move on to best supporting actor. The nominees are Willem Dafoe for the Florida project, Woody Harrelson for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What's your pick, Tyler? Well, for the reasons that you've been mentioning, I mean, Rockwell has just been winning it, and I think he deserves it here. He's He has, um, you and I have talked about this on our, on our review, I think Sam Rockwell has the best single scene in any movie this year, and so he, he completely deserved it. This is my first time I really get to talk about The Florida Project, though. Man, Willem Dafoe just is amazing in that movie. He, he is so good. He, um, he stands out handily amongst a great set of, of actors. And so I, I want him to win desperately, but Sam Rockwell, I think will take it. All right. And Britain. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think Rockwell will take it. I think Rockwell was incredible. I think Defoe, I would like to win. Uh, if nothing else, the Florida project gets a win for something, but I think Rockwell will end up taking it for the night. And Chad? I think Will and Foe was magnificent, but Sam Rockwell, I've, I'm on record when we've talked about it in the past, I think it's clearly the best performance of the year, so I think it's Rockwell. 100% agree. Sam Rockwell's going to win it, and uh, I would love to see Defoe win just to see Florida Project get something. If I'm being honest, the should win is also Sam Rockwell. Yep. Uh, he's just a great performance, as much as I love Florida Project. All right, we're going to move on to Best Actress. The nominees are Sally Hawkins, Frances McDormand, Margot Robbie, Saoirse Ronan, and Meryl Streep. Tyler, what's your pick? Francis McDormand. Uh, that was one of those movies that um, I walked out of the theater and I was like, oh, well, she just won. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. It's a phenomenally subtle performance, um, and um, she's you know quietly enraged throughout a whole lot of it. Um, and Saoirse Ronan did a great job. So did Sally Hawkins and, and Margot Robbie. Meryl Streep is her 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 normal good self. But Frances McDormand, uh, I think, handily uh, takes it. Britain? Yeah, I think it's McDormand easily. I think that's my favorite performance I've seen in the last three or four years. Uh, just overall, I think there's uh, an interesting amount of comparisons between her character and Janie's character and I, Tanya, uh, but definitely McDormand for her actress. Chad? Copy and paste. It's McDormand, and it should be. Uh, I agree. It's McDormand. I don't think should, though. I think as much let me, as I... Let me I'm, guess. Let me guess. Saoirse Ronan? 
No, actually. I, I well. love her performance. Um, funny enough, I'm not the biggest Shape of Water fan as a movie, but I actually think she, Sally Hawkins, had the best performance, of, uh, female performance of the year. I think she was really excellent in that okay. film. Yeah. So even though the movie itself didn't do that much for me, uh, I think she's my should win. But Frances, Frances McDormand, like I said, she's won everything, every single award this year. So uh, she is my pick. All right, we're going to move on to Best Actor. The nominees are Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Dana Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and inexplicably Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel, <laughs> Esquire. All right, Tyler, what's your pick? Yeah, I I was I was wondering what uh, how much conversation we'd have about Denzel Washington because it's I can't even understand what just happened right there. Uh, Gary Oldman I think takes it by far. It, it is a phenomenal performance. I loved and and one of you guys uh, you know kind of bad mouthed or gave some side eye over to to Darkest Hour earlier and I, I don't know who that was but you were wrong. Um, Darkest Hour was a, an excellent movie. It's fantastic um, and Gary Oldman is just amazing in it and, and now daniel kaluuya, kaluuya should absolutely um win it he, he did a great job too so he deserves it daniel day lewis is phenomenal in phantom thread but gary oldman is just um head and shoulders and and many many jowls above everybody else <laughs> all right britain denzel washington easily no um, <laughs> please leave yeah no, I think it's going to be Gary Oldman. I was the one uh, throwing some side-eye to it. I think it is a bad or poorly paced movie with a barely above-average script, but I think the reason it is a good movie overall is because of Oldman's performance. Very interesting. All right, chat. Uh, it's going to be James Franco and the Disaster Artist. <laughs> no? I think Gary Oldman obviously is a lock. I think this is a, uh, I think this is a lock. Uh, I think who should win is yeah I'm probably gonna have to go with Gary Oldman I think uh, Timothy Chalamet is is actually pretty stellar Daniel Day Lewis is great although he I think the the ladies in that film actually outshone him a little yeah. bit Daniel Kalu is great Agreed. Denzel Washington I mean come on so yeah I think it's I think it's Oldman and should be so I I definitely agree it's it's Gary Oldman who's gonna win uh, I will I do say that with just the tiniest bit of hesitation he has won every award this season you know there's not really been anything to say about it. I just, I, th- this whole year of, of Me Too and the sexual assault stuff really, I feel like is looming large over these Oscars. So it's making me kind of second guess things I wouldn't normally second guess. And uh, Gary Oldman has some allegations in his past uh, that honestly haven't been brought up very much uh, this season. And so maybe, maybe it doesn't, you know, do anything. But just the fact that James Franco missed here, I just, I think it's going to be a, a big topic of conversation on the red carpet and all this. So I just wonder if, Gary Oldman loses some votes. I, I don't know. I'm still predicting him, but if there is an upset, it would be Timothy Chalamet, uh, who, in my opinion, should win this category because uh, I think he's got one of the easily one of the best performances of the year. It, his performance is just just mind blowing. It's it's a really fantastic performance. So, but I'm going with Gary Oldman for the win. All right, two categories left, guys. We're almost there. Uh, we are on to best director. Nominees are Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for the best film of the year, Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. What's winning, Tyler? Edgar Wright for Baby Driver. (laughs) But other than that, uh, so, okay, well, okay, let's be honest. Guillermo del Toro is going to win for Shape of Water, and, and honestly, that bums me out really hard. 
I I didn't like it. That's easily the, my least favorite film on that list. It should be. I think it should be Jordan Peele for Get Out. It's it's outstanding. Um, and the direction, particularly, it, he he creates and crafts a sense of unease and dread throughout that movie. That's brilliant. But um, it's going to be Guillermo del Toro. Okay, and Britain. Yeah, I think it's going to be Del Toro. Um, I think literally everyone else in this category has a better case to be made. Uh, right. But I think Del Toro is going to end up winning. And that's coming from someone who doesn't love Lady Bird, but I thought it was a better directed movie. <laughs> All right. And Chad? Yeah, Del Toro is going to win. But actually, I, I think I think Get Out is strong actually more for the script than it is the direction. I think the direction is great. I don't want to take anything away. But the, should win for me is and I'm baffled that it doesn't get more talk. It's Christopher Nolan uh, for the the guy. I I think I said this in our our podcast earlier, but the most directed movie of any of these is Dunkirk. That movie is nothing but visceral direction. There's almost no dialogue. So uh, I think Christopher Nolan is a slam dunk and should win because he's created a visceral visual masterpiece through his direction not the script not the performances but literally through his direction which really bums me out that del toro is going to win even though i love del toro and his work but i agree with tyler shape of water is just not it wasn't even in my top 10 of the year so it's a it was not in my me. top 20 of the year yeah i'm with you but he's going to win but that's i think i think christopher nolan should win this hands down and nolan got a good performance out of harry styles so that's got to be like <laughs> five grounding points so uh, I am in agreement. Guillermo del Toro is very easily going to win this. Um, interesting. He'll be the the fourth uh, Mexican winner of this award in five years. So after uh, Alejandro Inarritu and uh, Alfonso Cuaron. So that's pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, he's going to win. I am torn on who should win. Obviously, I love Lady Bird, but uh, I would say probably Jordan Peele. But definitely, I mean, I can't argue with Chad's points about Dunkirk, no doubt about it. That's a fantastic film. So, uh, but yeah, Del Toro is going to win. All right, we are on to the big one, Best Picture. So, I don't know what you guys are picking yet for Best Picture, but this has been by far the most complicated and complex and competitive race for Best Picture in decades, possibly ever. I could sit here and and very easily make a case for any one of five films to to actually legitimately win. Um, so it's very confusing, very complex. So I'm going to read the nominees here. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What do you have, Tyler? The Florida Project. <laughs> uh, but still, it, which... By the way, Daniel, you just tell me there are there actually ten spots, or is it is it nine only? It's between eight and ten, and uh, it has so to. They reach could a, have nominated the Florida Project. Yes, uh, so it has to reach a certain. Each film nominated has to have a certain amount of first place votes. I believe is how it works. And if you don't reach a certain threshold, then then you get cut off. But at least eight films will be nominated. Wow! So Darkest Hour, I mean, had more than, and I love Darkest Hour. Yeah. I really did, but. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I, I love Darkest Hour, but it's my last place pick of of, of that bunch. Um, that's interesting. That Florida. I was. I really. I meant to ask you that before. Why it didn't get in? Um. I. I agree with you. You can choose just about any any five. Shape of Water. Um. 
as I recognize, you know, that it's 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 a well-made movie. It's a well-crafted movie. It is not the best of the year. But right now, it's neck and neck, pretty much between Shape of Water and Three Billboards. And for me, it's Three Billboards. It was a, an amazing movie. I loved it. Um, I it, it just came back to my town. I live in a really small town. It just came back here, so I'm probably gonna go see it again. And it for me, it's it's easily easily the winner. All right, so uh, before we move on to Britain, so Three Billboards is your pick. That yep. film has won BAFTA. It has uh, won Golden Globe, and so uh, there's definitely a lot going in there. It does not have a Best Director I know, nomination. I know, and that's that's hurting it a little bit, and, and what, what makes me afraid that Shape of Water is actually going to get it. But, but and, and so I almost picked it just basically to be safe and, and, p- and pick the winner, but I think I got to go with my, with my gut, Three Billboards. Interesting. So obviously it's tough to win without a best directing nomination. Only film four films have ever done it. The last one being Argo, which uh, won in 2012. Ben Affleck didn't get a nomination inexplicably. Uh, so it's definitely a, definitely a tough stat. No matter what happens this year, some stat is going to break. And so that's the one that's going to break if three billboards uh, wins. All right, Britain, what's your pick? I keep flipping back and forth between three billboards and get out. I'm going to go with get out as my ultimate winner. Um, I think that it is really aided by the, the tiered or preferential voting system. Cause I think people who have lady bird or maybe three billboards or even phantom thread might default to get out as their secondary, um, kind of the more, I don't know, youth based movies is the wrong way to put it. Um, but this kind of next generation of directors, yeah. um, I think will default down to get out. So I'm going to go with that as my winner. Plus, it's just a great movie. Yeah. So what so. Britain's talking about is the preferential voting system, which is only used for, for the Best Picture Award. All the other awards are simple. The, the majority winner wins for uh, Best Picture. If you don't reach a certain threshold, which I believe is just over 50% of people have uh, have a film ranked at number one. Um, then they uh, eliminate the film with the least amount of number one votes. And that gets eliminated, and everybody who had that film, the one that got eliminated, as their number one pick, now their number two picks become their number ones, and they re- reshuffle the voting. If that Does that make sense as I explained it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what Britain's referring to is exactly it's something very uh, confusing, and uh, that's why a lot of people are saying Get Out or, or Lady Bird because maybe people didn't rank them number one all the way around, but maybe they had a lot of number two votes. And so uh, that's why a lot of people think Moonlight won last year is that some people, uh, you know, Lady La La Land didn't win in the first round, and so it went to, to Moonlight uh, in the, in the, after the, the few rounds of voting. So uh, definitely n- not a bad idea. A stat that would break for Get Out is that it's only nominated for four awards and no techs. The last film to win without any tech awards was Ordinary People in 1980, and the last film to win with only four, with uh, less than five nominations was in 1932. So it just shows how crazy this year is that yeah. uh, so many stats are going to break. But, Chad, what do you think is going to win? I want to just list a couple of these uh, films, and I want to ask you guys, especially you, Daniel, you're, as our expert, what do these films all have in common? Are you ready? Okay. Uh, Darkest Hour, The Post, Phantom Thread, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, Get Out, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. What they're they all, all have in what they all have in common than Florida they're Project. all exactly. worse than the Florida Project. <laughs> exactly, that is correct. And 
it breaks my heart so, in so many pieces that the best movie of the year is not even nominated. Give me a break, it's, Academy. And it's barely represented here. Is it one oh, nomination? One nomination. One nomination that is for ridiculous. Willem Dafoe. It's so ridiculous. All right, now that I got that out of my system, I am, I'm starting to slowly come around to your side, Daniel, on the train that we could have an upset here with Get Out or Lady Bird because of the preferential voting system. That said... I'm going to if I have to put a stake in the ground tonight, which I do because my honor is at stake. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with three billboards. I'm going to I'm going to stick with three billboards. I think, I think it's I think it's going to win, but I'm not confident. Uh, so that's definitely uh, get out. So we have two votes for three billboards, one vote for get out. Interestingly, nobody has voted for Shape of Water yet. Um, that is kind of a definitely a front runner, kind of tied with three billboards in a lot of ways. It won Producers Guild, Directors Guild. It's the nomination leader. Uh, it won Critics' Choice. So um, it's it's way up there for sure. Uh, playing against it is the fact that it doesn't have the SAG Ensemble nomination. And no film has won Best Picture without a SAG Ensemble nom uh, since the very first year of the Screen Actors Guild, um, which was Braveheart. So, but a lot a lot riding against that. All of those reasons are the same that was uh, making us predict La La Land last year, and we know how well that say, turned what, out. How many did it get? Nominations? How many? Oh, yeah, nominations. Uh, uh, fourteen to Shape of Water's thirteen. Okay. Uh, but all of those same reasons on on listed were the same for La La Land, including the missing SAG Ensemble nomination. And like I said, we know how that turned out. So those are reasons to predict to predict or not predict Shape of Water. I am I'm landing on Get Out. I think the the logical side of me is saying three billboards, despite the missing Best Director nomination. But like we all said, I th- we think Get Out is winning original screenplay. And I think if Three Billboards loses that, then it loses Best Picture. Because if people love it enough for it to win Best Picture, then they certainly love it enough to, to win their an original screenplay. That's kind of my, my reasoning there. If Three Billboards I, wins original screenplay, then I'm immediately going to... Then I know it won. Uh, I well, know it won. I, I hear you on that too, Daniel. But my only counter would be, and this is not a statistical counter, it's just going with sort of the how the Academy works on a social level, is that I believe there would be enough to reward the screenplay for Get Out for Jordan Peele for the cultural representation that happens in that film. And there's been some pushback, obviously, against McDonough, who wasn't even nominated for director because of the opposite reason. So I think there's a little wiggle room in there, although I could be wrong. There very well could be. And like I said, uh, this is the toughest best picture year to predict. So I'm, I'm predicting Get Out, but I absolutely do not feel confident in it. I have no I have no cockiness here. I know full well that I have a heavy chance of being wrong. All of us do because it's just so it's just so it's just such an open field this year. Even you guys predicting through billboards, there are definitely stats to in that favor. Man, I just don't I just don't know. I really do not know what's going to win here. It's just very interesting. And and exciting in a lot of ways that we were going into the awards ceremony with uh with that big unknown uh it's kind of refreshing this wraps up our oscars pre-show bonus episode make sure you fill out that contest form we will keep posting it on our social media over the next few days so make sure you join us there you could win if you beat us uh so good luck uh we can't wait for the oscars show we are going to be doing a podcast after the oscars we're going to record that night so make sure you look out for that for our reactions to the winners uh, and all that jazz. We can't wait to see what wins. All right, make sure you tune in to our next episode coming up, and we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. 
head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.